think about the experience you want to have, right? Mm. Think about that journey. What is the transaction process that you want everyone to have? And how are you going to win those clients? And how are you, how are you going to be unique? Yeah. Because if you're a newbie coming to this game at this point, there's a lot of competition, right? So how are you setting yourself apart? And why is the customer going to come back to you versus go down the street for a similar product. Welcome to the KayaCast podcast presented by Kaya Push, the cannabis software making people management easy. The KayaCast is all about helping cannabis retailers launch, grow, and scale their business. I'm your host, Tom Mulhern, and I want to invite you to join us each week for conversations with thought leaders in the cannabis industry about their experience and expertise of working in the cannabis. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to share this interview with Virginia from RDC Architecture. And Virginia is the principal at RDC. And, you know, she really goes into a lot of what it takes to design a store. And she talks about that in-store experience and just some of those principles that are so key when you are building out your dispensary. And this includes from start to finish licensing and thinking of the the flow, even the parking outside, how important parking is when you're designing as dispensary. Virginia is an architect, so she knows what she's talking about when it comes to the design of a store, the layout of a store, and really the way that cannabis retailers can maximize their footprint and create an an experience for their customers that is going to be top-notch. So let's jump right into the show. Virginia is a licensed architect and is responsible for developing the in-store experience and customer journey, creative strategy, and visual communication and marketing integration for retail clients. Virginia brings over 15 years of experience in the retail, wholesale, and international markets where she successfully developed and implemented retail strategies for global brands. She works in close collaboration across the RDC architecture interiors and procurement teams to provide clients with a detailed brand experience uniquely designed to fit their needs. Virginia, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. We're live at MJ BizCon. Virginia, tell me about your background and how did you end up here in cannabis? Great. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm a retail architect. I've been in the in, in retail industry for about 18 years now, working for some international retailers in the apparel business. About four years ago, started to get into dispensary design and architecture and really love it and really found a good niche market with some amazing clients. So you've been in retail design and and architecture for 18 years. What are some of the most exciting sort of projects that you've worked on? Oh, I've built some amazing flagships in, in some great countries all over the world, in Hong Kong and Dubai, and just like gotten to travel the world. I do really like the cannabis market in particular, though. I think we've got some really amazing projects under our belt because we have clients come to us with just stellar ideas. And it's challenging, but we love a challenge. So we love to make their vision come to life. So tell me a bit about RDC and how you guys work with dispensaries to build. And because I know there's something unique that you guys do yeah. in 
your design? Absolutely. So we have brands come to us with a, a fully baked idea and they're like, I just need an architect for, for architectural services. But then we have brands approach us who really just have a name and they're like, I'm doing this for the first time. Where do I start? So we can really start at that very initial phase with them, with branding and development, with interior design. What is the look and feel inside your dispensary? What's, how's your dispensary going to operate? And what's the customer flow? And how much square footage do you need? Site selection, just really help them through the whole process. And we can do the architecture and, and help manage construction for them as well. So really just like a full service of getting a brand from an idea to opening. That's really interesting that like someone just coming and they're like, I'm going to call my you know, my cannabis company, the farm plotters, yes. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I can't think of a name. What do you, how do you work? Like explain that process a little bit more, like in how you go from a name to a fully baked, pardon the pun, yeah. a fully baked yeah. uh, cannabis dispensary. Yeah, absolutely. So we do these workshops and they can be in person or we've, we've been doing them virtual over the last few years, but really just a deep dive with the key stakeholders of the brand to understand what are the foundational elements of their brand. What do they want to convey to their customers and what sets their brand apart, right? So we try to identify three to four just really unique brand pillars is what we call them, right? And that can be, you know, authenticity or sustainability or unique, you know, flavors. We just try and like get to those core values. And then we take, the challenge for us is to transcribe those into the built environment. So what does that value mean in this space? Like, how are we going to convey that? Not in a kitschy way, but like yeah. really just like a, like a chic way to customers so they know it's your brand when they walk in the door. Do you work with established brands and developing brand identity as well? Some established brands still don't really have a core store prototype. Even if they have multiple stores, they might all kind of look and function differently. So that's something I care a lot about is multiple locations and making sure they operate and look the same. Because when, you're, when you've got a customer and they come and make a purchase, right, they're beginning to trust your brand. Mm. So you don't want them to go into maybe a next location for you and it's a completely different experience. It's visually different you're going to lose the trust. And that's what you're, you're buying when you're getting a customer, right? Is that trust. So you need to hold on to that as much as possible. And do you find that a lot of brands then take that and build a pretty stable brand? Like they take your advice and build it? Or is there still a lot of like unsettledness when they're launching their brand and like this store looks different, this store kind of looks different? Or is it is, is that difficult, I guess, is the question to, yeah. to create that brand across multiple locations? Yeah, it, it is difficult. Sites are all different. The, re, you know, the real estate naturally is different, and these are leased locations. So it's like, what can you do? What can't you do there? And that's the challenge for us as the architects, right? We have to, we have to do everything we can to give it that same identity each time within the boundaries of the space and the limits of the lease and things like that. If we, when we develop a prototype standard for these brands it's we think about that we can, we say okay here's maybe situation a b and c mm -hmm. and so we've already vetted some ideas so it's not a one-size-fits-all it's like hey we've got some options we've got a little bit of mobility here on the scale to get, to get you into the space but still maintain your brand in a different environment so what are some tips that you can give to dispensaries when it comes to that build design stage like is there some things that they should keep in mind if there's someone that's ready to, you know, I'm ready to jump in, I'm, I've, I've got my brand, everything. What are some of like the, those initial design stage 
tips that you could give? Yeah, it's first tip is start early. I'm just so surprised how much longer things take in yeah. this market sector, just like with licensing and legal regulations. Um, and I often have clients, again, the new clients who are just getting into this, they're so excited and they want to open a dispensary. They don't know the timelines. They don't know the costs, right? So getting some professional associates around you, you know, a contractor, an architect, you know, getting the people around you that can help support you with your ideas early, 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 because you don't want to discover too late that you don't have the capex to build it, or you're going to start paying rent because it took 12 months to get there instead of six months that you originally thought. So just, yeah, just getting ahead of all of that is, is really important. When, when they're thinking through that, like layout of their store, is there a certain thing that they can get the most bang for the buck? Like, is it the exterior, like interior, like signage, like what would you say you're going to get the biggest return by investing in this? That's great. I mean, we've done some really cool um, like shop and shop environments for clients too. So that gives you these like flexible incubator spaces, which I think are, are pretty cool. It, it gives them the ability to change out products or maybe change out other brands they're hosting really easily. I think that's a really good feature. You know, lobby spaces, just kind of like that wow moment. Like, oh, you know, you want people are coming, they're crossing your threshold, right? So it's like all of retail. What are they getting for their investment in like coming into your space, right? Yeah. So you got to think about these wow moments. Where's your where's your excitement and that experience that that customer's getting as well? What are some of the things that you've seen that are that really create those wow moments? Yeah, I mean, I've heard of dispensaries with shark tanks inside of them. We've done some designs with skateboard half pipes uh, inside because <laughs> nice. that was really important to their brand. We do art galleries. We've done recording studios and dispensaries before because, you know, it's that that first process when we're getting to the the core of what they want their brand to be about. We were like, oh, you're really into music. Like, what about a recording studio like in your dispensary? And they like ran with that. They like yeah. loved it. And so we've just been lucky to have some awesome clients with crazy ideas and we get to, you know, help them make them come to life. What's the craziest idea? Like that you were like, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this off. The skateboarding was was a pretty crazy idea. The recording studio was challenging to make a quiet environment in a retail store like that, you know, in kind of a flexible space too. Yeah, I mean, I really, I think we've made everything come to life, you know, hope, hopefully or some version of it <laughs> for our clients. Now it's, Every state is different when it comes mm -hmm. to compliance. So how have you kind of used either the layout of your of the different dispensaries you've worked in, technology to kind of overcome some of those compliance issues? How are you guys overcoming those challenges? Are you using technology? Are you using certain design elements? We spend a lot of time on due diligence phase. Mm -hmm. We really want to make sure we're understanding the local regulation because yes, they are all very similar, but very <laughs> different when they like to have their little differences. So technology, for example, like, you know, in a, a place like San Francisco had some really contradictory regulations. The planning department, when it went to be clear, the police department said you couldn't see cannabis products. <laughs> So I was like, well, that's a challenge. So the use of like um, an iPad or a digital display is really useful in that situation because you can showcase your your inventory on that and people can shop from that. But yet from the street, you're like children are not seeing cannabis. I would say I like to be very light handed with technology because in the retail environment, someone's again crossing your threshold. They're a real person. They have five senses. Let's appeal to all five senses, right? Yeah. So they've got a screen in their pocket. They've got a screen at home. Don't put a screen in their face. Only put a screen in their face when there's a, a real product can't do the job, when only mm. a screen could do the job, right? You know, I feel like there's there's a lot of video menu displays and video walls that are 
done. That's great. Make sure you have content for it. You know, yeah. the easiest thing to do is to put a TV up day one, but you have to hire somebody to push content to it for totally. 365 days a year after that. <laughs> so you got to think about that. I hadn't thought about that because I know like screens are the, you know, we, mm-hmm. we've, we got to have screens everywhere that's displaying everything, but we need a break from screens sometimes. We need a break. Yes. And we're, we're working with a plant that's so organic and it's like a magical plant. So like mm-hmm. putting that front and center instead of like music and, and unless again, unless that's their brand, if they're like technology focused exactly. and that's what they we, want. We would work it in. Yeah. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You're, you're selling a product that is appealing to someone's senses, right? So let them smell it, let them look at it, let them taste it, let them, you know, like what, what can you do in, you know, what's tactile and going to appeal to that? Like, I think that's a, a really more successful way to make a sale than just having it on a screen, which only explains so much about the product. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. How, how important is the location of a dispensary? Like, I know there's certain jurisdictions where you can only have it in certain locations, but when a, you know, when a dispensary owner is looking to launch their brand, how important is that location? Can you just choose wherever or is there strategy that you need to put in place? So there's definitely regulations that restrict where these are going right now. So some are in industrial areas, some are just on the outskirts of town. You, know, you can't be within certain distances of sensitive uses. So then the, the radius keeps getting smaller and smaller, right? And then there's a lot of dispensaries vying for the same spaces too. Really what you want to think about is purity, viability of the building, right? You don't want to be spending your money upgrading a building. You want to spend your money on your own build out and your yeah. branded build out, right? But sometimes buildings are in disrepair. And you as the tenant could possibly be on the hook for making upgrades once you're you know, going for a building permit. You want to make sure there's ingress, egress, and tons of parking, right, at all times of day. And, and whoever else is maybe in the shopping center with you, different uses have different um, impacts on parking at different times of day. Yeah. So, yeah, you want to look at all those features in a space. Well, and even like, you know, I was speaking with Tony Gallo from Sapphire mm-hmm. Risk, and he was talking about some of those architectural things that actually can increase security and help with your application, you know, beautifying the outside, Mm -hmm. putting some, you know, he was talking about thorny bush that you could like bushes to like (laughs) help with security. So you probably have to factor that in as well. Like I would imagine. And like site lighting too. Like there's, there's things that cities will ask for from these tenant spaces that, that one thing has really shocked me about this. I've never seen cities ask, least tenants in spaces for so much as they do dispensaries because I think they think they just have money and they're coming in here and so it's like okay well you're going to do a stop sign on the corner and a new fire hydrant and a new dumpster enclosure and a sprinkler system and you're going to re-roof the building and you do screening around the rooftop equipment and it's like wait wait all of that should be the building owner's responsibility right but unless your lease has some protections you're on the hook for it or you don't get to open your dispensary what's the craziest request that like you know a, a municipal official has asked as you've been building something that you're like how are we going to fit this into the design like has there been anything that just made no sense but that was the rule in northern california in a city we outside one of our projects the regulation said you know we had to plant so many trees so we mm. showed trees in our parking lot area we had to take some parking spaces over for it by the time it got to the planning board they were like why are you taking parking out and we were like well because you said we have to plant trees and they're like Never mind. You don't have to, because the parking was more valuable to them, right? Yeah. And that was kind of shocking, really, that they were just gave up on that pretty easily. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's, you know, coming out of retail, what was the most shocking thing coming into cannabis? Like, 
you know, I've asked this question to a few people and every time it's something different. So, you know, coming out of building all of these different retail spaces, what was the most eye-opening thing for you? Just how little is written down by these cities and like followed, like we're really building this airplane as we're flying it. And as architects, we work with boundaries, right? I, we, that's our due diligence, right? That's our first step is we find where all our boundaries are, right? But the boundaries are really gray in mm. this market. And so it's like you have to do a lot more calls and investigation work and understand, you know, you don't want to like tell your client they can do something that they're not going to be able to get in the end. So that's been really bizarre in this industry so far. I think it's tightening up and getting better. But a few years ago, it was the wild, wild west. <laughs> So thinking of the in-store shopping experience, I still remember the first, you know, dispensary I went into and I was kind of like, okay, what do I do here? I like, do I stand in line? And after I stand in line, then what? What are some ways that dispensaries can kind of normalize that shopping experience for those cannabis curious people that are coming in and this might be their first time or their second time? What are some ways that they can make that a more normalized environment as more dispensaries open and as more states open we need to make it the same as going to you know a a regular store to get whatever you need so are there design elements people can put in that doesn't make it so scary to walk in there for the first time just really opening up the space you know getting getting the case lines out of there that was probably the first dispensary when it was a bunch of case lines right and you know it was like you can't touch anything I will serve you you know and it's like that service model is a bit antiquated so it's like get the products out on the table let people interact with them Mm. if it's not everything it's some things right because it's that dwell time that you want to pick up from people you want them to hang out and learn about your products and the way they do that is interacting with them and then educational moments too, wayfinding signage. Where's your indica? Where's your sativa? Where's your hybrids? What do they do? You know, cannabis curious people might not know for the first time. So where are those educational moments throughout the store too? And they could be technology, iPads, touch points, or they could be just like graphics that are just educating people on like what this is and what it does for you. And that, that could be something they're doing on their own and like a self-guided experience before maybe your staff are all busy at mm. the moment, right? So instead of having someone just stand in, in a queue and some stanchions, let them explore. And then they can ask questions by the time one of your staff is ready to, to help them. Mm. And some of that brand development, do you tr- work with staff teams to kind of help train them to have that in-store experience be a positive thing? Like, is that a part of what you guys do? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's part of those foundational elements of the brand, too. When we work with the founders of the brand or their operations director, too, we say, what is your customer experience like? How long do you want people to stay in here? What's your dwell time? You know, what's the experience you want? Do you want them to meander? Do you want them in and out? And people have different shopping habits, so usually you have to cater to both. But, you know, the the brands that want people to lounge around, you know, you give them that. You give them kind of lounge space, landing space, maybe some breakout rooms for consultations and medical advice. But then there's brands that are a little more transactional. And so we, we make it maybe, you know, different zones around the store that people can get in and out pretty quickly. Do you see different trends in the industry of more and more dispensaries creating that experience? Come in, hang out like this almost like a Starbucks. Is, is that a trend that's happening? It's something that people are, are seeing as a benefit in the medical market, especially. You might have someone come in that's like elderly and needs a place mm-hmm. to, to land, right? They can't stand and wait. So you can make that a comfortable like lounge, or you can just have a, a simple like table off to the side that you can have a, a conversation with someone at, you know, and it's not all just like standing only. Yeah. 
yeah, that that probably takes a lot of work, though, like to train bartenders to respond to customers right. based on the brand that they're building. Because, mm-hmm. you know, bartender turnover rate, there's people coming from store to store. So that's a lot of work for those uh, owners to be like, oh, this is our brand. Like, we want people to stay here. We want people to skateboard here. Yep. I, actually, going back to the recording studio, did they actually record there? Like, what did they record at that dispensary? Yeah, they're, they're, it's a functional recording studio and kind of green room, too. That's a green screen. We painted it all out. And it's got kind of a retractable wall. So they can, it's in West, it's in Los Feliz, um, oh, okay. close to the Hollywood Bowl. So that, <laughs> oh, you know, they man. knew people would be going to concerts and they just wanted to kind of honor, like, the musical spirit of the area. So... You work with a lot of, I'm sure, a lot of dispensaries that are opening up because you're working with brands or like companies that want to build a brand. What about those legacy businesses that have been open for a while? Like, what are some ways that they can either refresh their building, refresh their brand? Can they come to you and say, we need help? Like, what, yeah. what are some tips for them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going back to those prototype standards, I have MSOs that we work with across multiple states. We're licensed in 49 states, so we can follow our clients anywhere. But I always start with how can I improve this process mm. too? Like if even if you come with me with a prototype, I can say, hey, you're you're building these walls all the way to the deck, but you are wasting a bunch of money up there. Like I don't need to, you know, finish that wall up there, and that could save you half your drywall costs. And they're like, oh, great, that's great. You know, so I'm always looking for ways to improve building standards for them or the flow of the space too. I feel like one thing I always talk about to any brand is is future-proofing your space Mm. too, right? So think about down the road, what are some far-fetched ideas that you may have in the future? Like you don't want to build under such constricted in your front space or no flexibility that maybe you want to introduce refrigerated products in two years, but you have no space to put a refrigerator or in your secure storage room, you don't have place for refrigeration or a plug to even plug it in, you know? So it's just like, think about that like down the road of of what could future-proof your space too. Do you, do you see a lot of people retrofitting almost their dispensaries mm-hmm. to like, you know, in California or Colorado or even up in Canada where it's been legal for a while that now it's time to retrofit? Yep. And again, what's something that you can get the most bang for your buck? What's something they can do right away that would make their make it more inviting, feel more fresh. I think going back to like the merchandising too, like how are you merchandising the space, right? Are all your flowers together and your pre-rolls together and your tinctures together? Or maybe it's all your like Indica products and your Sativa products and like, are you splitting it up that way? Mm. I think hiring a visual merchandiser could really help clean a space, organize a space, help guide the customers too. And even from outside, from far away, I think that would have a big impact too and just yeah. make it look a lot cleaner. Um, people could easily find the products that they're looking for, even from outside, they understand what you're selling. What's one tip that you would have for a dispensary owner to maybe grow their business or maybe what's a tip for someone wanting to launch a business? So maybe let's start with someone wanting to launch. What's what's your best piece of advice, your, your nugget of truth that you'd give to them? Think about the experience you want to have, right? Mm. Think about that journey. What is the transaction process that you want everyone to have? And how are you going to win those clients? And how are you, how are you going to be unique? Yeah. Because if you're a newbie coming to this game at this point, there's a lot of competition, right? So how are you setting yourself apart? And why is the customer going to come back to you versus go down the street for a similar product? Yeah. Yeah. Having something that makes you really stand out, like whether it's not everybody can put a skate park in there, yeah. <laughs> in there, but even having really well-trained butt tenders that are mm-hmm. super engaging and super friendly and 
are willing to, you know, like that's going to be your, your company culture. Absolutely. And I always go back to staffing. I mean, I can make the Taj Mahal of dispensary, but if you don't have the right staff who are educated and friendly and familiar with your repeat customers, like then you're going to lose those customers, yeah. right? Um, so it's like, it's, uh, you know, education of your staff is a, a very valuable, probably biggest bang for your buck is education of your staff and training of your staff for sure. And are there resources that you know for kind of training staff and bud tenders to, to help create that customer experience? Like, have you come across anything? I find it really good when I hear of old school retail um employees like operations directors of, of apparel brands but yeah. going into the cannabis market because they've done it before and yes it's a different product we're selling but they know how to train staff yeah. they know how to keep morale up they know how to make the operations of a environment run smoothly so that it's applied knowledge right so they may not they may be new to the cannabis industry but i would say i wouldn't be shy to hire people from outside the cannabis industry because mm. they can come with 10, 20, 50, you know, 50 years of knowledge and apply that to your business, that's amazing. It's such a new industry. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they're coming out of other fields, but having that retail experience probably mm -hmm. is invaluable. On the business side, like probably that retail side of things is so important in in being successful in mm -hmm. cannabis. I get so excited when I hear of people who have just been in retail for a long time. I'm like, yes, this is what this industry needs. Like bring your knowledge. So walking around, is is there anything that you've found really exciting here at MJ BizCon that you're like, oh, that's gonna change everything for the next couple of years? I haven't got to walk around much. I was listening to Burner a little while ago, oh, which nice. was really awesome. I just wanna check out some of the the technology and the the lighting and the, the booths that are here. You know, some of the fixture manufacturers as well. Yeah. What do you see as the future of design or retail spaces in the cannabis industry? Like, do you see trends that you know, like, that's just what is going to happen from now on? Like, have you seen some of that? I'm really interested in consumption lounges. I think it's the next step yeah. right to this and and it's already legal some places right and there's just been some great ones that have already come out i'm really big on this idea of like maybe a bar that's actually just mocktails with you know tinctures and and because i think that's a like maybe no edibles maybe no smoking but it's just like drinks and yeah. i'm like who's doing that you know here that's a free idea that there you go take off with it come come to me we'll come help design it but i think that you know these consumption lounges are really gonna gonna take off and i'd really like to get into that more yeah oh that's cool so yeah. If someone who is listening says, hey, I'm this is what I've needed. I've needed someone. I have a na the perfect name, but I don't have a brand. How do they get connected with you and RDC? And how, do how does someone get started really, you know, moving forward in cannabis? Hey, go to our website, rdcollaborative.com. And check out our cannabis page as well. You can see all of our previous projects that we've done. We have years of experience doing it. But just knock on our door and come. Let's talk. And let's talk about what you need and how we can be a good fit. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat about what you guys are doing. And, you know, if if there is someone that has an idea, reach out and yeah. already see them. They'll make it happen. Yeah. And it, hopefully it's a better name than what I came came up with. I mean, all the names say green, harvest, leaf, Mary, like we, something. Yeah, we need, we need more original names, too. That's not my department. But That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Virginia, for okay. being on the show. And yeah, we really appreciate so. it. Great. Thank you. You know, really reflecting your brand identity in the layout, the look, the feel of your store is so key. And I just think it's so cool that a budding entrepreneur could come to Virginia and her team 
and say, this is my idea. How do I make it a reality? And they are there to help with every step of the way. I would encourage you to reach out to Virginia and the whole team at RDC and get started planning out your dream dispensary, whatever it is, whether it has a skate park or a recording studio or a sand volleyball court in the middle of it, whatever you can dream, you whatever you can imagine, they can help you within reason pull that off. So reach out to Virginia and Again, thank you for listening to the KayaCast podcast. We are so thrilled when we get feedback about the podcast and what you guys enjoy. So make sure you go and leave a review on our podcast website. You can go and click, you know, five stars on the Spotify website, or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, go and leave a review. This really helps us to get that feedback and really just get better at what we're doing. Thanks for listening to the KayaCast podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit our website at kayacast.fm to learn more about our guests and to access the full archive of episodes of the show. We can't wait to share more stories with you each week of cannabis retailers launching growing and scaling their business.